TJ. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is wild, bro. This is wild, man. I'm still like soaking this in right now, dude. You know what I mean? Because we've never had like a full on conversation. It's kind of like Andrew Whalen. Like he just kind of came on. I was like, yeah, man, let's do this. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But dude, I remember the, uh, I was just thinking like, dude, like even back in the day, like if somebody came up to me and was like, dude, like you're going to have a podcast one day and like CJ's going to come on. I'd just be like, dude, I'm calling the cops. Like, you know, but what's been going on, dude? I know like a lot's been going on, obviously, but yeah, for sure. Um, I, I want to like talk about baseball, but just get to know you really, man. Like, you know, like yeah. as a human being, yeah, for sure. That'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah. Lots going on. I mean, I was <laughs> back in the day, like when I, like I said before, when I saw you at Cumberland, like whatever, a couple of months ago, I'm like, oh, it brings me back to the days. I remember middle school basketball. I think it's probably like my my last vivid memory of you and Joe. Oh, really? You remember up. that, dude? Oh yeah. For oh, sure. Joe's throwing up three. <laughs> I don't know if you remember or not, but I remember because you are you a year younger than me, or the same age. Same age. Same age. So I remember, I remember going to McCourt. I just drove, drove by on the way here, but. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I remember Joe playing defense on you, and it was like the first time he ever came up to me and was like, dude, I think my ankle's broken. And I was just like, I mean, that sucks, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I was just like the fat kid who just like shot threes, dude. <laughs> you guys weren't fat. You were just big bodies. Yeah, man. We were like the Bad News Bears, dude. Every time we faced you, man, it was like, uh, we were just like the Bad News Bears, man. Like, I remember, like, the first, like, I obviously, you know, like, I read some of the history books about you, dude, and, like, you know, like, word on the street was, like, you were a legend, <laughs> but, like, then we saw you in person, and we had some baseball coach who was, like, from, like, Tennessee, dude, and he had, like, legit tits, <laughs> and, uh, like, one time he made fun of my weight, dude, and I go, <laughs> I go, yo, nice shirt, dude, is that your sister's shirt? <laughs> and, like, dude, he made us run for, like, 45 minutes straight, but it was, like, 100% worth it, but when we faced you, he was, like, yeah, like... I just want you guys to know, like, you're probably not going to make contact, but I just want you to, like, believe in yourself. <laughs> you're <gonna make laughs> you're contact. Like, dude, what type of fucking coach are you, man? Yeah, that's some good yeah. confidence right there. Yeah, dude. And you just struck out everyone. Like, <laughs> And then there was one kid who was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and try to hit the ball. And he actually made contact. I think it was like a foul ball, but we were all like, dude, you fucking killed it, man. <laughs> that's funny. But I that was the like. Middle, the middle school, I feel like it was so long ago, but. Yeah, I, man. I remember a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, I think that's like. It's probably, like, not obviously what everyone thinks about you, but, like, if you bring up your name, they're just like, wow, like, I remember striking out against that kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, those are the glory do days, though, man. Like, I feel like I don't really like baseball that much. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's it not, had... It's it, either a love it or you hate it sports. Really I think like, I used I to love it, man. It was like... Uh, and a lot of people feel that way. Some people stop at, like, Little League, you know? They're like, I just, like, I don't like it anymore. <clears throat> For me, it was, like, after college. I was just like, I just, like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. But it's changed, so it's, you know... Yeah. The game has changed a lot. Yeah, but, like, what got you into baseball, like, originally, like, when you were younger? Um, I don't know. I mean, I started really young. I just, I mean, my, I don't really remember when I was, like, three and four, but my dad was just to say, like, every morning before, like, preschool and kindergarten, I had, like, this little machine, like, this little tee, basically, with, like, a pedal on it, and you would get up, and you would hit the pedal, and the ball would pop up, and you'd, oh, hit, yeah. and you'd hit it. My dad said that I'd have to hit, like, 50 to 100 every yeah. morning before school. Damn, bro. So, I, I don't really remember doing that. I yeah. remember the machine, but... You went, like, how young were you, like, five or six? I think, like, three, four, whatever preschool Shit, is. Like, three or four. prodigy, man. So, it started, <laughs> it started really early, yeah. kinda, but my dad always supported it, and my grandfather, so they were always yeah. there, and they loved doing it, so... Yeah, man. I just always had, like, a fascination with, like, throwing stuff. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like the Bo Jackson yeah. stuff. Did you play, like, farm league or? 
Yeah, I, p- I played all the way through. Like, all the way through. Whatever, T-ball and then Farm League, yeah, coach dude. pitch, and then you get into Little League and stuff. Dude, Farm League was so much fun, man. <laughs> that was, like, when I started, man. I remember going to tryouts. They had, like, tryouts. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, just put us on a tee, <laughs> yeah. dude. <clears throat> but yeah, man, we had to, like, hit off a tee, dude. And it wasn't even, like, like Farm League, you're not even, it's not T-ball. Like, you're literally, like, trying to hit a fucking ball. Yeah. And, like, the tryouts are like, all right, you're just going to hit it off this tee. And I was like, all right, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I was with, like, my friend, dude. Like, we were just watching, like, 50 people ahead of us, like, try to hit the ball off the tee, dude. They were just beating the <laughs> shit out of the tee, dude. The tee was broken by yeah. the time. And I was so mature, dude. So I was literally, like, pissing laughing, dude. Like, I could not stop laughing. And I was, like, so confident that I was, like, I was, like, dude, it's a tee, man. I'll just hit a home run. Like, farm league, bro. I'm, like, 300 pounds. Like, I got this, dude. Just went up, man. Like, fucking broke the tee. Like, my friends laughing, and that was, like, my first experience. I was like, this is going to be a long fucking journey, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, dude, I still remember that to this day, man. I remember so many things from Farm League, like, Farm League, man. That's, I remember when they, like, Farm League, is, you're talking about when they did, like, pit, the pitching machine, right? With, like, the soft balls, <coughs> kind of? Like, yeah, it was, like, basically, like, you can't strike out, like, you're playing with soft, like, not softballs, but, like, the softer baseballs. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if you struck out, they'd be like, all right, go to first. <laughs> I remember I hit a fucking bomb once, dude. Like, it went so far that, like, no one went to get it. And I was, like, overweight. So they were like, this kid doesn't even belong here anyway, dude. And uh, they just watched the ball. And, like, I'm like, I, I ran to third. And by that point, I was literally in cardiac arrest, dude. I was, like, calling it for backup. And they were like, yeah, like, go back to first. And I was like, why? Go back to first. Yeah, I was like, let me go home. Like, fucking let me walk home, dude. And they were just like, no, man, like, we're, like we don't do that shit around here. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so that was Farm League, man. That was pretty crazy, man. Yeah, just showing everybody <clears throat> up. Probably not, honestly, man. Like, that's probably, like, what was going on in my head, dude. I probably, like, I probably, like, let go of the bat, dude. <laughs> hit, like, an oncoming car. I was like, I fucking crushed that, dude. That's funny. But so it was, like, kind of, like, a family thing. Like, you, like, you were kind of, like, raised in, not forced into it, but, like, raised into it. Like, yeah, I for feel sure. That. I mean, yeah, my dad didn't really play past high school. Um, yeah. He actually, he went to Bryant, and I think he actually was playing football his freshman year, and then didn't do so well in the classroom so his dad's my grandparents were like yeah that's it figure it out really in school, so but yeah but they were never huge into baseball but they always supported me so yeah it was good in that aspect but yeah. another thing going back to farming like, i remember that like that's when i started like my realizing like not me myself but like my parents were like oh like he's he's being a lot better than most kids that he's playing with yeah dude it was and they like... had like they had a rule at least in my little league that three once you got to three and oh or if you had three balls if you threw a strike, it erased all the balls. So yeah. if it was 3-0 and, and they threw a strike, then it would be 0-1. Damn, so when I would hit, if I got 3-0, and o, my dad would just be like, swing. <laughs> Cheating the so system. So you could get yeah. more pitches. Like, even yeah, if dude. The ball. But I remember him like, really? Like, I want to go to first. <laughs> I just remember fucking, I just remember being overweight, dude. That's like all I remember, man. I remember that. And like some kid wore diapers when he played. I was like, diapers? dude, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like... It's either he was doing, like, fucking squats at age five or he was wearing a diaper, dude. Because, like, we were all like, yo, that kid's wearing a diaper, bro. There was, like, a four-inch padding in his pants. We were like, it can only be one thing, man. It's got to be. Right? Yeah, man, I remember throwing fucking, I thought I was throwing Chet. I was probably throwing, like, two miles an hour. But I remember if you hit three kids in a row, you got taken out of yeah, the game. Yeah, I used to cry. Yeah. I used to, hit, I used to hit kids all the time, and I'd start crying. There. Yeah. I, f- I would I think I would feel bad for hitting. You feel bad for the kids. I, so. I just felt bad for myself. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I would always have to go over to the other coach and be like, "Look, I'm sorry." And he'd be like, "You're a fucking dick." Like, 
kids are in the hospital now. But yeah, man, I remember doing that all the time. They're just like, yeah, man, like you, you fucking almost killed our kids. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was like nobody's that accurate. That it yeah. just happens. It's like, what do you, what do you like think's gonna happen? You know what I mean? But yeah, man, like you were just like such a standout, man. Like, uh, it was just fucking scary to see, dude. Like that's all. I, like people were shitting themselves. Like they were just like, what's gonna happen? You that's know? Funny. Yeah, I never, I never thought like that when I was younger. Yeah, that's what, like, uh, like even when I asked you to come on, I was like, like, you kind of built a reputation in my head. I was like, this kid must be, like, really nice, you know what I mean? Because, <clears throat> like, we've never talked, but, like, everyone was like, you know, this kid's, like, a great kid. But, like, I think growing up, like, you know, when you play some of the private schools, like, especially me, you know, like, eating sunscreen, like, just being in the corner, like, kids were just like, dude, don't talk to that kid, like, he'll ruin you. And I was just like, all right, man, like, I'll just stay, stay over here, man. Like, so, yeah, man, it was nice to just, like, you know find out that you were just like a nice guy in general i was yeah, like sure. but yeah man a lot of people say like you also like don't give a shit what other people think and that's also pretty cool too man yeah like, i mean I yeah think i've always both... been a i've always been an even keeled type of kid that's I've, coaches and stuff have always said that to me like my parents yeah. have always said that to me um but i almost think like you're, you're talking about like it's almost like i almost think that people told me that uh, even being even keeled was that they told me too much that that was a good thing and really? then as i got older and like my baseball career grew and I got better and better. And when I started to get to that college level, like I was still like that nice kid who, who yeah. was like felt bad, which is a shitty mentality to have when you pitch at that level. Like, yeah, I remember you talking with Chris about like, you have to have that F you mindset, especially when you get to those higher levels. And that's something yeah. that I never was good at. Cause I was always taught be nice, respect people. So yeah. that's always, always how I grew up and I never learned that. But once I did start to learn that kind of mindset, that's when, yeah, my mental side of the of baseball. Kind yeah, of man, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's like not what I expected at all, man. Like yeah. just playing against you. Like if I'm going up to bat against you, I'm like, well, first thing in my mind is like I'm fucked. Like I hope nobody watches this. And like the other thing was just like you were so like deadpan on the mound. Like you seem like wicked focused, dude. Yeah. Like no homo, dude. I remember I watched you run out to the mound once, and like you just had like this majestic trot, dude. <laughs> And I, I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm going to try that, dude. I remember, like, vividly the game. Like, I was pitching against you guys. And, like, I run out to the mound. I'm like, dude, I hope they see this shit. And my mom texts me. And she's like, yo, did you forget to wipe, like, your ass? And I was like, what? She was like, why are you running like that? And I was just like, dude, I'm just trying to be like CJ, bro. <laughs> That's like, funny. Yeah, man. You just had, like, a swagger to you, bro. Just like, holy shit. Like, we're about to get fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, never. it would never really, like. That was never really my mindset, like that really? swagger type. Until, yeah. like, until probably not even until like my junior year in college that I really even think that that was something that I needed to do. So. Yeah, man, you had a swagger to you, dude. You also had like mechanics that I that I wanted to. No homo again, but dude, it was just like um, I always wanted to like be on my back leg, you know, like draw, like create force that way. Yeah. And I would tell people about it. I'm like, dude, this is how you got to do it, and they were just like, nah, man, like you're never gonna be able to do that. <clears throat> and like I never could because I never had like. I don't think people realize like how much flexibility you need, like yeah. how much athleticism you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I like studied that for like a while. And you were like one of the the few who like, you know, like a lot of pitchers like they stand tall, they do like the mm-hmm. tall and fall. But like you had that like you created so much power. I was just like, holy shit, man! Like, be yeah. cool to be like that, you know? <laughs> just letting you know, dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I give all the credit my dad. I, I never really, I never had a pitching coach until college, probably. Uh, well, besides my pitching coach at college, so yeah, all the mechanics that I grew up learning was all from my dad. So yeah, just were they like stuff. kind of like th- it was like simple stuff though. Yeah, it wasn't. Too yeah, it was kind of just a lot of ki- a lot of coaches now. I mean, I train a lot of youth guys now too, and yeah, like 
that 10, 11, 12, even 13 and 14, like into freshman year in high school, like mm-hmm. a lot of coaches are like, oh, like trying to get into all this biomechanical stuff, which is yeah. great when you're already advanced, when you can already, when you're already strong enough and yeah. you know, maybe 16, 17 high school, like starting to look at college and stuff like that. But at that young age, it's all about athleticism. Um, yeah. And that's something that I've really tried to shift my training towards now and just trying to, trying to let the kids just figure out the movement patterns for themselves as opposed yeah. to like trying to constrained stuff so yeah man that's what fucked me up dude honestly <laughs> even like i think when we were we trained like one winter together and like you already had like your mechanics down but i think a lot of coaches were like look john like you're literally lactating like you need to like <laughs> you need to like lose fucking weight dude and uh they were just like yeah this kid just like a fucking football player who thinks he can play baseball and i was just like dude i'm just happy to be here man like you know what i mean like i'm just trying to make it out here <laughs> and like yeah they were like look man like you gotta fucking lose your tits bro like gain some like flexibility all this other shit man and then like even after that i've like lost a fuck ton of weight and they were like look man like they were talking about all this like mechanical stuff and i just had to like move away from like what i already knew like i didn't think i was like a bad pitcher like i thought i was like you know i didn't look like a pitcher but <clears throat> i felt like if i was like if i just kept it simple like if i had a rhythm going yeah like that's something no like coach ever brought up to me who was like mechanical they were like you need to have like a fucking rhythm like you're dancing out there yeah because like if i'm thinking about mechanical i'm just i just feel like a fucking robot dude yeah, yeah. i'm like my fucking my leg has to be here my arm has to be here yeah and then that's, I, what I f- yeah. that's what i feel a lot especially when like when i the training that i do like some somebody that might not be as advanced in the tech, yeah. like in the um, the type of word wording mm-hmm. that you use for the biomechanics stuff. Like if you go to, you might say that something that comes out really well in your mind, and yeah. the kid will look at you like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, yeah. they're like, "What?" I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like proud of myself. I'm like, "Wow, that came out really good." Like that yeah. should have been good. He was like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So then I'm like, "Oh, like yeah. I gotta dumb it, not dumb it down, but like yeah. pull it back and just something that relate to each person." So yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, like, I mean, we'll get into that, but, like, um, so, like, you got drafted, um, and then take me from there. Like, obviously, like, I follow you, but I'm not, like, you know, like, I saw you at the gas station the other night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, like, take me through that. Like, you get drafted. Like, what round Like what round was it? Like, how did yeah. it go down? Really late. I was a fifth year. I had um, elbow surgery my freshman year, not Tommy John, just a minor nerve surgery. So, I had the fifth year. I graduated in four years, and then I was doing my master's. And at that point, I'm, like, master's. I had an uh, internship lined up with Prudential. I'm, like, ready to get like just enjoy the last year and then yeah. having like a spectacular year and getting drafted really really late 37th round um minimum signing bonus but i take it bag of chips and that was by <laughs> um, the pirates yeah by the pirates 37th round and then after that they sent, sent us out to pittsburgh to sign our contracts it was mm-hmm. awesome it shows the stadium like i felt like felt like a big leaguer um, yeah and then they go right to camp in florida and that's that's when it all starts and you get treated like dog shit really <laughs> yeah like in but, training camp yeah, training camp. I like, mean, give me a few examples of, like, what goes down. Like, I don't know. You're, you're just basically on your own. I mean, you don't yeah. really have any communication. You Unless you're, like, a top, I don't know, top 10-round guy, top 5-round guy with yeah. good bonus. Like, most of the guys at the bottom are just pick a stick and if it's sti- like throw a dart if it sticks. Like, yeah. good. Like, you work hard and stuff, but it's, it's really tough. It's it's a When they say it's a grind, like. It's really just a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot of work for not really much in return. So you yeah. have to absolutely love it to, to stay with it. Yeah. Do you think you kind of like lost some love for it or? <clears throat> no, I didn't lose love for it. I, I really enjoyed that. It's like a cliche thing to say, but you love the process. But yeah, like I, I got, yeah, I had fun doing all that stuff, like waking up, having a routine um, and really c- competing with yourself. I had a lot of fun with that. So yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I still love the game. I watch baseball as much as I can. Yeah, man, that's pretty wild, dude. Even just getting drafted in general, man. 
Like, if I ever got drafted, you know, like, even if it was, like, a different league, you know, I'd just, like, put up a plaque on my wall. I'd be like, you fucking killed it, man. But, yeah, man, even getting drafted in general, bro, like, I remember, uh, like, like I said, like, I didn't follow you too much, like, in a creepy way. But I just remember, like, you know, I saw that you signed with the Pirates, and I just, like, I was going back to, like, your UConn days and stuff like that, and I was just, like, looking at your ERA and, like, all your stats. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> like you were fucking killing it, man, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, some kids, like, who I know, like, uh, not just who I know, like, who I know of that just went to the college level, like, even, like, pitchers, like, their ERAs are, like, fucking 12, and you're just like, dude, what happened, man? Like, this kid, I thought this kid was a stud, man. Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't really surprise me. I was just like, like, good for you, man. But what, um, like, obviously you got signed by the Pirates, but, like, previous to that, when you went to UConn, like, what was that, like, your senior year at LaSalle, because you went to LaSalle, mm-hmm. um, what was that like, and, like, did you know for a fact you were going to play college baseball, or was it kind of like, no? Yeah, no, I definitely knew, um, that was definitely the dream, I mean, I remember, I don't know when it's, I don't remember today, like, kids are committing so early and stuff, and I think it's awesome, like, people yeah. are developing a lot earlier, I was kind of a late developer throughout high school, um, mm-hmm. I didn't throw very hard. I was kind of like a, like I said before, I was always nice. Or like I had mechanically sound, but I never really threw hard. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably, probably like my sophomore year, junior year, I started to get better. Um, and that's when I knew like I was going to play college, whether I didn't know what division or not or yeah. whatnot. But I remember if, when I first started thinking about college, I was like Florida. Like I always want to go to the university of Florida for some reason. Yeah. And then like you start to realize junior year, senior year, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to go to Florida to play baseball. I'm like, kind of want to stay in, in the yeah. England area. Um, and then at that level, it's like, well, how good are you? I remember getting some offers from low D one schools in the beginning, like Wagner college, uh, Hartford, sacred heart. Okay, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then I remember, and then, I think the summer going into my junior year, I started to throw a little bit harder. And then I started getting a couple offers from the bigger time D1 schools. And yeah. UConn just kind of stuck out to me. I was, I think that I always wanted to go to a big name school, like a school that if I was talking to somebody, I, they say, where'd you go? And they just knew the school, like no matter where you were in the country. Yeah. Um, so I think I, that was one of the reasons why, but. Did they like accept like, you with open arms or were they kind of like, listen, like <clears throat> you're a pussy, like you got to figure this out. It's <laughs> like no, a lot of schools are it, like that. It's man. the same type of thing that I said with, with the pirates. I'm like, in the recruiting process, you're yeah. like, God, they're like, oh, we love you. We love you this. We love that. Like, you got a great family. You got this. Yeah. And then once you sign and you're on campus, yeah. it's like, boom, right to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's like everything. Yeah, Even so. like jobs. They're like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, yeah, you remember that conversation we had like yeah. last year? Like, that was nothing, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, but so yeah, dude. It was a great, um, great time. So what was like, uh, what was like the onboarding process like? Like, you get a tour, obviously, of the campus. <clears throat> I mean, everyone does. Like, you, maybe you like you stayed overnight. That were, you know, like you're, you're like excited and stuff. Yeah, the way UConn did it was, I I went to a camp there. Um, it's actually funny because I wasn't even invited to the camp. I literally emailed the coach and was like, "Hey, I'm coming to the camp. Like, oh wow, this is me." <laughs> yeah, like, I think he had seen me once before. Um, really, but I did the probably the best camp that I ever had. So yeah, they offered me. It was a two day camp. They had offered me a scholarship the next day after the camp, and they were like, yeah. "You have." whatever, a few weeks to decide, like, if you want to come here or not. I think I had one more visit left. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that, I remember the clears day. I ended up playing with him after, but br- this kid, Brian Danielle, who was a shortstop, like, took me around campus. Like, I remember, like, now that I was been there, and, like, when recruits come, like, I know how the process works. So, like, yeah. oh, if they like you, they have one of the guys that they know can talk to people. Like, they say, hey, like, Brian, go take him around campus. Uh-huh. And, like, he'll take, one of the players will take the family, like, in full practice gear, like, <laughs> around the yeah. around the campus. I remember him bringing me into the locker room and stuff and showing me 
I don't even know if he knew that I was a gear guy, but I, I'm like, I love like Nike and all that stuff. Like, that, oh, yeah. that makes me like excited. I don't know why, but he brought me to the locker room. And he showed me UConn's a big Nike school, and he had like 30 pairs of batting gloves, like oh, bats, shit, helmets, dude. like all the gear yeah. and stuff. And I was like sold then. Like he could have just walked me back to the field, and I was like, <laughs> damn, dude. But, you a big gear guy, dude? Yeah. I was, yeah, I don't know why, but <laughs> no, I used to be like that. That stuff, like I, I probably that's probably one of the reasons why I thought Florida was like so awesome because they had like. Nice colors, like blue and orange, all oh, the yeah. Nike stuff. Yeah, you see, like, Florida and Vanderbilt and all that shit, man. Yeah. You're just like, whoa, dude. Yeah, they get, especially now with all the custom stuff. They get some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I started off, like, not liking gear, like, when I was younger. Like, dude, I used to literally not even have a fucking bag. <laughs> I would just show it at the field that the fucking with bat a and a glove, like, connected to it. I'd be like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, like, kids were just like, fuck that kid. Like, but then I got, uh, then I kind of got into it, man, and I was just like, yeah. I just go to like Walmart or something, dude. And then I went to Walmart and I was like, nah, like my hand, like I have like blisters right now. So <laughs> then I got back into it. But yeah, man, that is kind of weird to think about like the, the whole gear thing, dude. I was like that with football too, man. I was just like, whatever I can wear that makes me look like more intimidating, like I'm yeah. going to do it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it like looked like people like, I don't know if other people do that, but when yeah. I see somebody in there, like, and especially in baseball, like if <laughs> you can tell like usually if somebody's good or not, just, just by the way that yeah. they wear the uniform. Yeah, dude. I kind of wish I could go back just to like not wear like any of it, dude. <laughs> just so kids would like feel bad for me, dude. Imagine that. Just wearing like no socks, dude. Just nothing. Just like shoes, no batting gloves. <laughs> That's why those guys, the guys now that don't like, especially in the MLB that with wood bats and stuff that don't wear batting gloves, they're like, oh, that man. That guy's a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Who was like that one look, dude? Fucking, uh, I can't remember. Evan Gaddis is one of them. He's on really? the, uh, is, I think that's his name. Gaddis. I think he's on the Astros. He used to be like a janitor at a school. What? Yeah, he was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this anymore and tried out. Now he's in the, in the league. Really? The yeah. Damn, bro. He's got a big beard, no batting gloves, but. Yeah, man. That's almost psychotic in a sense, dude. That's like football. Like, who's there's that, like, that fucking defensive end on the Saints who doesn't wear any gloves, and you're just like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, it's crazy. But he's fucking, he's a stud, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made it to like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he's like, all right, man, like, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wild, man. So, like, um, so, like, uh, you can tell me to fuck off at any point, but like, <laughs> so you got released by the Pirates? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I got, when COVID hit, so like, we, when COVID started coming on, we were in spring training, probably yeah. like, I think it was february or so and everyone flew down there and no one knew what was going on like the communication was terrible i mean I, nobody knew what was going on with covid at that yeah. time so um kind of just going we had our business whatever we were doing our practice and then they sent us home after like two and a half weeks i want to say and same thing no communication like we didn't know if we had to be ready to come back in a month two months three months yeah. in the fall so I, we, I still worked out through, I did everything every day. And then I got a, a call, I think it was June 10th or 11th. Like, yeah, we're releasing you. So from like March to June, I was just wasting pretty much like all of my time. Like doing Fuck. This. <laughs> so at that, for that reason, I was kind of like, fuck, like this sucks. Like I just, yeah. not that I wasted it. I mean, I was still enjoying what I was doing, but at the same time, I could have been like moving on to something. So fuck dude. But, dude. Fuck man. Yeah. So it kind of <clears> just happened quick and like, I'm like, shit, like, that was I've already played my last baseball game probably. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, once you started bringing up like all finance thing, I was like, wait a second, dude. Like, I mean, I didn't know. Obviously, they yeah. got released, but so like when that happened, obviously it's like a like a shitty business, obviously. But were you just kind of like I'm done with the sport, or like, do you think um, you'll go back? Like at first, I mean, I was old at the t- like I was already a fifty or so. I mean, I'm already twenty four. Like all the kids I was playing with, especially in the lower yeah. levels, are all like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like twenty one at the max. And I'm you like, think... do I really want to try to 
sign again, like this low minor league contract. I'm, I'm already going to be 25 next mm-hmm. year. So, um, like I said before, I had already had a internship lined up with Prudential. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I got to get my licenses and yeah, whatever. If some team wants to sign me, maybe like come this fall or whatever or during the summer, like sure, mm-hmm. um, like I'll be ready. But <coughs> after that kind of passed, um, like I, tr- like you said, I transitioned and I finished my licensing. So yeah, but yeah, man. Did you um, what was I gonna say? So like what uh like you're doing training now and then the whole like the financing too yeah so i did so obviously for my baseball background like i do a lot of my dad owns a indoor facility a yeah. batting facility in north yeah i've been there field. all yeah. about yeah. <laughs> all about sports yeah we should train there in the winter dude yeah i didn't say anything to you but i was there dude <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i kind of just been doing um like individual baseball and yeah. uh actually i have one softball girl um but just kind of hitting pitching i kind of started a brand this this year uh cjd performance so mm-hmm. kind of just brand myself just trying to connect um the services that i offer there with my name um but yeah i just do working out prudential during the day and then i run over there at night and do my personal yeah. training there so i'm just staying it. involved in the baseball community i kind of look at it as a way that my playing career is over but i've played for so long and i've played for so many different coaches at different levels that yeah i feel like i just i've experienced a lot throughout the game so i'm kind of just yeah. regurgitating all that to the next generation yeah man you got all that knowledge dude yeah you know <laughs> you fucking not kidding dude like think about all the coaches out there right now dude just can't even hit a ground ball dude <laughs> you show up you're like bro i got this man <laughs> it's crazy man yeah That's i've like, heard a lot of different <laughs> things so. yeah man some kids are just like not lucky man to have a good coach <clears throat> i mean i've had my fair share of coaches you know yeah. like the guy i just told you about the one who wears a sister shirt dude like that guy was a fucking prick man like that guy was a fucking asshole dude and he cried on our last game dude it was so funny man <laughs> he just started crying dude and i was like dude not only do you wear your sister's shirt but dude you're a fucking pussy bro yeah now i'm just upset he made fun of my weight dude he would always fucking call me fat and stuff and i was just like dude i'm gonna blow up this guy's fucking car but yeah man i was just thinking about like I thought about coaching a lot. Like, not I would never fucking coach, dude. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't let me coach, dude. Let's put it that way. But uh, no, man. Like, I remember when I went to college. Like, when I went to CC, like Ken Hopkins is over there, mm-hmm. dude. It took me like a week to realize, like, dude, this is the best coach I've ever had, man. Like, the guy's just a full on fucking legend, man. And he would say, like, he wouldn't even like talk about baseball that much. He'd just be like. <laughs> He would just say, like, the funniest shit, dude. He'd be, like, he'd, like, be talking about, like, girls and stuff. He'd be, like, listen, man, girls are fucking nuts, dude. But if you can find one that's, like, as nuts as you, like, you're going to be fine. And I was, like, dude, that makes so much sense, bro. Like, it's not positive. It's not negative. It's just, like, right in the middle, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I found that a lot. With the coaches at UConn, um, obviously great baseball minds. But yeah. they teach you, especially in college, it's, like, the most developmental por- portion of your life, basically. Yeah. I mean, I think so, but. They teach you like so many lessons, like that apply to baseball, but that just apply to some that you you don't really yeah. realize it when you're being taught. And then like I realize it now, like a few years later, uh, you're like, wow, like those like those meant a lot more like yeah to me than just baseball. Hundred like, percent, dude. Those yeah, co- those are the coaches that I think really have impact on on, on people. Yeah. So you had some pretty good coaches there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about LaSalle? Like, what was that like? Was that was kind of like a free for all? Was just like no, no, we had <laughs> <laughs> dude. You no. guys like. I don't know, man, because it's weird. Like, uh, you know, I went to public school, like Cumberland. Like, when you look at LaSalle and Hendrick, and you're like, these guys are probably having like orgies at night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least Hendrickson, dude. Hendrickson was an all guy. I was talking to Dante Baldelli about this. I'm like, dude, you went to an all dude school and you still got pussy, bro. Like, that's insane, man. You know what I mean? Like, there's people like struggling out there, dude. But yeah, man. Like, what was what was LaSalle like though? Like, and why'd you go to LaSalle? Like, was it like a 
was it like recommended to you? Was it like, um, yeah, I mean, I, my dad grew up in North Providence. Um, so he was kind of near LaSalle. His parents gave him the option to go there. He was like, nah, I want to stay North Providence. Yeah. Um, I don't really, it was kind of, it was a combination of baseball. Baseball at North Smithfield wasn't the greatest. I think they were like D3 or D4. Oh, really? Um, so my parents didn't know if that was going to be kind of a burden on like a recruiting process, which ended up not being that big of a, uh, a big deal going to LaSalle for the recruiting process. But, um, and then kind of academics too, but. It was kind of just like they gave me the opportunity. They didn't push it mm-hmm. on me or anything like that. They're like, if you want to go to LaSalle, like, that's great. Like, yeah. We'll support that. If you want to stay in nursing, well, that's great too. So I ended up yeah. going there. Um, but it was <laughs> it was not a shit show. It was, <laughs> it was definitely the opposite of a shit show. Yeah. But yeah, very very structured. Really? Damn, dude. Yeah, man. You, so you played like with Tyler Walsh and all those guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just remember like, uh, I don't know, man. I told like just like so funny like having a conversation with someone who like got drafted like played division one sports like even talking to dante dude like i couldn't stop laughing because like back then i was like everyone was like i don't know man they would like alter their image around like dudes like if if somebody on my team like saw you they'd like change their personality (laughs) but like i always just dreamed of just having like that casual conversation at third base dude you know what i mean whether it be about like spanking or something dude (laughs) just something like wicked chilled out be like the weather's fucking sick today bro you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't want to like alter like i was just like not one of those guys who like would alter my image around people who i thought you know like the big swinging dicks you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. but yeah man that's that's just like what i was like i guess i don't know but to be sitting here now just kind of fucking hilarious you know what i mean <laughs> no like, those conversations i should yeah. be going on like, yeah i don't know why people do do that but... well there are some pricks man like you, you definitely meet some pricks especially hendrickin dude it's a fucking ass wipes man but <laughs> i'm just kidding I, i've never even met anyone from there <laughs> But it's just cool to watch, man, just to, like, observe people and whatnot. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, man, I saw a lot of that going on, dude. But then, like, um, what else was I going to ask you, dude? I have the shittiest fucking memory, dude. <laughs> but um, I honestly didn't even want to bring up the drafting thing, but, like, I was just like, wait, dude, this guy's talking to me about, like, finance and stuff. Like, you just, like, like what happened? And then I, like, you know, it took me a while, but, yeah. like, I put the pieces together, man. But, like, what type of coach, like, do you – so are you just going to take, like, all of these elements into, like, training and whatnot, or are you just going to kind of, like, be yourself? Yeah, for sure. No, I'm definitely going to take a lot of what I've learned. Um, like I said, at UConn, like I was, well, it started in high school. I mean, I had, honestly, high school right into college. I've had, I had all coaches that had the same type of morals and goals and stuff like that, which I thought was awesome. Coach uh, Jeff Marcone, he, he's still the football coach at LaSalle. He doesn't do baseball anymore. But, oh, really? Um, he started out like, like lessons and just trying to go about your business the right way. And like, mm-hmm. that's something that I've always taken with me. Um, yeah. Going back to the level headed type thing. Like I think yeah, almost that it might've been, I focused on that too much, which kind of took away from that edge, like that swagger oh, um, yeah. that I wish that I probably developed a little bit earlier. But yeah, yeah definitely take uh, from coach Penders, coach Mac, uh, coach Horgan and Des, you don't know those names, but those are all the guys yeah. at UConn, but they all stand for the same things. And mm-hmm. a lot of coach Penders, the head coach had a lot of great sayings and, and, and stuff that he would relay to the players. So I find myself, especially now when I communicate with my guys using mm-hmm. a lot of the same type of terminology. So, yeah. But like you said, like you said, um, like at one point you realize you can't be like too level headed. Like what was that moment? Like when you realize like, I gotta be like a fucking shark out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, probably, well, my freshman year in college, I had surgery, so I didn't, I couldn't really impact the team obviously with my like with my skills like pitching yeah. I wasn't playing so I kind of just like would sat back like listen like 
people always be like, what are you staring at? I'm like, I'm just listening. I'm like, sorry. Like, yeah. I want to be the awkward kid over here. But yeah. I feel like I didn't have, it wasn't like my time to speak. Like I was young. Yeah. I was just, I would try to absorb everything that was being told and, and talk. Bro, about. I just realized the fucking call to do it. It's a degree music. is all I do. Dude, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, let me turn this off, dude. I didn't even hear it. hearing this fucking music i'm like dude are you fucking hallucinating right now? <laughs> i was like fuck dude it's so creepy man people are gonna be watching and be like what the fuck is that in the background dude I so it's like a haunted house dude you turn it off though i think i did hear it oh yeah dude what the fuck man I don't know if holy cool. shit dude, that was creepy man <laughs> dude i was like what the fuck uh, what were we talking about though oh uh, the uh, uh yeah, the coaching saying, yeah um yeah the sharp mentality so like oh, yeah, yeah, the, so the moment that you realize the uh, yeah so i like that like the injury like i was sitting back just listening obviously and then like i started pitching again i remember thinking like i would think in my mind like yeah like i'm good enough to pit like that was like the first mental battle that i had like what am i actually good enough to play here like i came in didn't pitch at all my freshman year like mm-hmm. i'm sitting here like just con- constantly contemplating like am i good enough to pitch here <laughs> like like am i even like why did i come here like am yeah. i even gonna play like yeah, blah 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 and then you kind of like get some innings uh my retro freshman year i started off like well I did well and like everything was great and then I started I had a couple of bad outings and, and then as soon as you have a couple of bad outings same yeah. thing like am I really good enough to play here like these guys are better than me and then I'd think like like why that why am I thinking like this like it's so stupid yeah and I started realizing like junior year like these kids would come in and just like have so much swagger and like and like the coaches would feed into it and they would just like be good I'm like yeah. I'm just, like I, I can be just as good if not better than some of these kids like I need to th- I need to start acting like that but it was so out of my comfort zone to kind of not be cocky but like basically be cocky i mean like yeah those kids would come in here and be like i'm the best like give me the ball like that stuff and i was never like that i was always a passive kind of kid so yeah do you I, think like uh was it like someone in particular where like you would fuck up an opportunity and you just be like i don't think i'm gonna get this back and then like they'd be like listen like we know you're good enough like we're gonna give you another opportunity it was like was there ever a moment like that no that one that was a th- like a lot of kids not even myself but other kids I saw it happen to a lot. The kids that were really good that would yeah. start to feel sorry for themselves. And at, and that especially at the Division One level, there's so many guys that they can mm-hmm. just keep feeding in. So, like, if somebody starts to, f- like, think like that and they're mentally declining, the yeah. coach will just, okay, have a seat. Like, here's the next guy. So, like, the coaches, especially at that level, like, the coaches don't pat you on the ass, so to say. Like, oh, they're not yeah. saying, like, oh, no, buddy, you're okay. Like, we'll, we'll give you another <laughs> chance. <laughs> it's like, see you, dude. We got – we got six other guys that can throw 92 miles yeah. an hour. Like, have a seat on the bench until yeah. you prove to me that you're good again. So Yeah, that almost a lot makes of kids, too much sense. Yeah, yeah, a lot of kids that were dudes in high school came into college expecting that they were going to be good and might have not done so well the first couple of times and yeah. then just pissed away the opportunity. So you think, so. like, the best word of advice is just to kind of, like, follow the process, really? Um. Yeah, follow the – I mean, work hard, obviously. At, yeah. Um, Coach Penn used to say when – Get a therapist. No. <laughs> 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 I always took this with me. Coach Penners always to say like when uh, when preparation meets opportunity, success is in the future. I don't know why yeah, that sticks bro. that resonates. That's fucking deep, dude. So like, I would always think like before a competition that people would say like, "Are you nervous?" And like he would always say like, "You shouldn't be nervous." I mean, you have jitters yeah. and stuff, but if you've put in the preparation, if you've worked hard and you've done everything you're supposed to done up to that yeah. day, like that's the opportunity now. Just like go have fun. Yeah. And you, most of the time, if you've done the right preparation, you're gonna you're gonna be all right. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying not to laugh because, like, at Johnson Wales, dude, <laughs> during tryouts, I had, like, the 
nicest bullpen. I was like, dude, my fucking arm feels like, I feel like a bionicle, dude. And then, dude, so I get a blood clot in my arm. We'll get emotional, dude. Like, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I'm going to die, dude. Literally. Like, I have a blood clot in my arm. I'm trying to throw, dude. I'm just, like, fucking nailing the ground, dude. I have no idea where the balls are going to go. <laughs> dude, so they, <laughs> they had me throw a legit bullpen at tryouts, dude. First pitch, I'm, like, literally, like, in my head, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm almost, like, telling kids to, like, keep their eye open, you know? Because kids are, like, chewing seeds. Like, they're talking about, like, whatever, dude. Stupid shit. I'm almost about to be like, listen, guys, like, you might want to fucking strap up. Like, <clears throat> but I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to let it fly, dude. You know, that's what they say. Just let it fucking fly, dude. That's what the fucking, that's what the bullpen coach. <laughs> He's like, bro, just let it fucking hang, dude. I'm like, all right, man, dude. First bitch, I fucking launched the ball into the fucking stands, dude. Like, it wasn't like I hit the ground, dude. Like, I literally threw it in the stands. <laughs> All you hear is like a loud clunk, dude. Luckily, like no one was sitting up there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, the kids are like, what the fuck just happened? Like, is there like a squirrel in the fucking, <laughs> like in the bleachers or something, dude? And like, I laugh now, but back then, dude, I was like, I'm fucked, man. Like, this is over. But like, I don't know, man. I just got wicked emotional. I remember crying, dude, when I got cut. No, no, I didn't. I don't think I got cut. I think it was when I realized like my arm is so fucked up, dude. Like, I was just like, am I gonna be able to jerk off? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just like, am I ever going to be able to throw again? And, like, it didn't work out, man. But I was laughing just because, like, I just thought about, like, what you just said. Like, if I had that sense of confidence after that, like, dude, that would be so fucking funny. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Like, I see kids all the time would just come in, like, be like, oh, like, a lot of, we had a lot of junior college transfers. Oh, really? Junior college. Like, if, like, most, I never, like, looked down at people like that but somebody like oh like junior college like a lot of people that were at UConn were like big time recruits out of high school and they're like oh like junior college and they would come in like with that swagger and they'd, yeah. they'd be really good like they just sometimes mm-hmm. they just people just don't get opportunities but yeah. it just goes to show like it's not really about it is about your skill and your talent like that but it's the mindset is huge yeah man did we played a junior college that uh, was connected to UConn I forgot what it's called yeah every point every point yeah, yeah man they were always nasty and they had uh, Matt Harvey's dad as the pitching yep, coach yeah yeah so one of the kids that came from there the kid's name is John Russell was he a lefty uh, no nah, he was a righty but me and him have been pretty good pretty good friends but he came to UConn freshman year like tried out for the team didn't make it they were like mm-hmm. oh like go to UConn every point like go get some basically like you're not good yeah. enough to play right now like go over there huh. play with those kids like that you'll be better than and then come back and then maybe next year we'll give you an opportunity yeah and he did it he followed him came mm-hmm. back and he came back his junior year he was our closer all american ended up getting drafted to the giants <coughs> like the 12th round yeah, so it's man. crazy like some guys come in so highly recruited and yeah nothing and then some guys come in with nothing and leave with everything yeah man a lot of those junior college kids man it's like it's a huge like a mental fight for them yeah. you know like not to be a dick but like academically some of them are like extremely questionable <laughs> but dude you you see him like you see him in the classroom and you're like dude like <laughs> like you're like you know like you're in an english class and you think it's like latin dude like that's how crazy it is you're like dude you know how to fucking read man like <clears throat> and then you see him on the field dude they're in like 400 foot home runs you're like okay like we got to figure something out man but yeah, dude, I remember playing Avery Point. And I was just like, uh, they were like, yeah, like Matt Harvey's dad is the uh, the pitching coach, and this guy is just like, uh, we faced some lefty. He was just throwing like ninety, dude. I was just like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like on the bench eating Chipotle. I'm just like, I'm happy to be here. You know, what it I mean? might have been Doug Dumnarski. Really? Does that name sound familiar? 
Dude, he was just like an absolute stud, man. Like he was throwing like ninety lefty, and like we had these refs, the junior college like uh, umpires. I mean, fucking refs. What the fuck, <laughs> fuck am I talking about? <clears throat> but like the umpires, man. Like the junior college, fucking terrible, dude. They're like some of the worst umpires, man. And this kid, I remember him. I he threw a ball in the dirt, and uh, you just hear a strike. And my coach is like literally having an aneurysm. He's like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" So like Matt Harvey's dad was like, "Dude, just keep throwing that." Like, dude, I swear, I'm not even fucking with you, dude. He just keeps throwing in the dirt, dude. Strike, strike, <laughs> strike. Like, our kids are, like, standing on the plate. They're like, yeah, you can't do that. But, like, that's how bad it was, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but I remember just, like, eating Chipotle on the bench. I was like, this is a good show, man. But, dude, every point, there was a, there was a point where we were playing them, dude. I swear to God, at, at bat after at bat, it was, like, home run, home run. There, I think there was six consecutive home runs. It was, like, a like a record or something, dude. I was like, they what's going good. on Every right point now? is really yeah. good. Yeah. We had a lot. That kid, Doug, that I just said, he came to UConn, too. I think he was a year. Mm-hmm. He was a year older than you and I, so I don't know yeah. if that was the same time or not. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. <clears throat> but when you do this uh, like this training thing, so is it like um, is it like a subsidiary of All About, or is it like, um, like are you going to make it an actual business, or is it more of like a side hustle? Like, No, it's a business right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all reported and stuff like that. I mean, I have um, – my dad owns a facility right now. Um, but he doesn't plan on keeping it for too much longer. He's had it actually started go back to what we first started talking mm-hmm. about. And literally we had my all-star team. I think my 11 year old year uh, was going to be pretty good the next year. Yeah. And the guy that owns the building that all about sports is in um, his kid was also on the team. My dad, we had a cage in our backyard. He's like, Hey, the guy's name is Mike. Hey Mike, you think like we could put the cage inside your building like for the winter so that the kids could hit and like, be ready for next year we had a good team he's like yeah sure blah blah, blah. so we did that we hit yeah. and then i remember the following year we did it again and we had like two cages and then we had like a couple pit- we got a pitching couple pitching machines and then 12 years later it turned into this facility so my dad really never like opened it as a business and then yeah. it kind of like turned into uh kind of like a side business for him yeah i mean it's legit too man like brian is brian still hit there yeah, they go there. Coach Owens, uh, Coach Owens left now, but Coach Owens would take the guys in there sometimes in the winter. It's, yeah, it's close by. Brian. <clears throat> I never saw it like previous to what it was, but I just heard like it like kind of start off small, and now it's like pretty fucking big, man. Yeah, it went from like two cages, to huh. four cages with a couple pitching machines, and then I think we expanded probably like five years ago, four or five years ago. Yeah, so it's pretty big. So, what, like, you, are you always training kids there? Are you, are you, like, you're going outside too, or is it kind of just like primarily? No, it's mostly indoor? there. Yeah. Um, during quarantine, I, I mean, during quarantine, it was tough. Um, sometimes I was just like meet kids at certain fields or whatever if there was availability there. But yeah, most of the time, all my training is done through there. So. What is like your intake process like? Do you, like, do you go to like through like a screening process? You just kind of like word of mouth, like, hey, CJ trains these kids. Like, like how do I get clients? Not not necessarily just that, but like. Well, yeah, I guess. But, like, when you do get them, like, what do you, like, put them through? You know what I mean? Yeah, so usually if, if they're in the season or kind of, like, already ramped up, we'll kind of, I'll kind of just go through. We use a rap, what's called a rap soda. I don't know if you know what that is. But it's, yeah. it's basically, like, a pitch tracking uh, technology. So kind of go through some numbers. For the younger kids, like I said, it's different. You don't really go through that kind of stuff with yeah. 12, 13, 14-year-olds. But as they get older, kind of go through that and some video um, but the first time I meet with guys, I kind of just like let them go, just kind of let them go through what they normally do. Just kind of observe, um, what goes through their mind, what, what their process looks like. Um, mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. But, um, you don't necessarily want to change things that aren't broken, so to say. Yeah. So kind of figure out what they've been doing, what they do really well, and then kind of figure out what they don't do, uh, so well, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, what, what if some kids just like completely broken? <laughs> 
like are you just like look man you're fucked like because that's what's weird about baseball man like you can say all you want but dude some kid you're just like look like you're not gonna make it you yeah. know what i mean because like it's like the hardest sport dude you but, know but that's the other thing too like i talked about with the coaches that i've that i've been lucky enough to have mm-hmm. like yeah you're gonna come into people that just really necessarily don't have a chance to play that at a high level um, yeah but it goes to way more than just baseball like I know, I know it's not to get too deep again. So yeah. It's like, I mean, you spend time with these kids, you see them like every week, if not multiple times a yeah. week. Like if you can at least leave an impact on something else besides baseball, I, you feel like you've done something. So yeah, bro, that's I kinda, beautiful, man. It's beautiful, <laughs> I dude. Try to, I, try to, <laughs> I, try to, I try to at least get that, that side across. Yeah, like the real life, the real world stuff yeah. across. Like just apply <clears> stuff like, like, hey, like I've given you a, a five-day program. Mm-hmm. If you're only going to do one day, like that's not going to get you anywhere. And, like, yeah. It's like anything like if someone tells you to do something, mm-hmm. and it, like, it's going to be for a reason. Like if you yeah. just disregard it and only do one, like you can't expect to be fully prepared. So. Yeah. So like say like, you know, you, you're training kids and like you're killing it, man. Like kids are bringing it into the classroom. They're like, yo, I have this coach, CJ, you know, and your teacher's like, I need to be at the CJ. Like, <laughs> like you're fucking crushing it, dude. And like you get so many clients that like – you can like do this full time is that something that you would do um let's see it'd have to be for a while like, right now i'm not I, I have the clients that i have like i'm not really going after new clients too often um so it kind of is where it is mm-hmm. now i mean my times i'm already doing like probably 75 70 hours a week at least with baseball and work now oh, so really? it's a lot yeah um, but yeah i mean definitely down the road like once my like advisor book of business kind of builds up and i might not have to necessarily spend too much time mm-hmm. um full-time there then i might be able to do a little bit of both but yeah right now definitely prudential is my number one priority oh really did you so you went to college for finance yeah i did uh economics undergrad and then uh financial risk management in grad school oh really when did you like know you wanted to like stick with finance like did you always know or no um i always i mean both my parents are in business my mom's at a bank and my dad's with uh prudential too oh really um, i've always known business background but it's something that i kind of I didn't. I never really knew exactly what my dad did, honestly. Like growing up, um, but after I finished college, I, I knew like a de- just sitting at a desk job, like we were talking about earlier. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's boring. It's like um, so. I think the client relationship uh, that being an advisor offers is intriguing to me. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. It takes a certain fucking character, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's reminding me of like what you just said about baseball it's kind of like if you don't put in the work like you're basically fucked yeah you know what i mean like wolf sure. of wall street type stuff like <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy man <clears throat> but yeah man I, I didn't know i like uh i don't know man it's so weird talking about finance dude i just feel like i haven't been around it and like because i haven't i haven't been around it in like fucking a while man yeah. you know like i've just been delivering packages for six months i'm <laughs> just like i forgot so much shit man and uh, just weird to like have these conversations. Like even when you brought up the licensing, I was like, "Wait a second, dude! I have my licenses." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like, but it sucks, man. Cause like those companies, like you know, they hold the licenses, and there's all this uh, fucking bullshit yeah. that goes along with it. To yeah. like, yeah, like you know, it costs money for us to hold them. Like, so mine are basically useless, man. But yeah, man, I never knew I wanted to get into finance. Even when people find out that I have a finance degree, they're like, "Wait a second. Like, yeah, it's a fucking wild, man. Yeah, you don't but, necessarily know like what it entails. But. Yeah, no, finance, man, is so broad, dude. It's so it's so cool though. I feel like out of all the majors in college, it's like the most useful. Yeah, it's the biggest. I, I think it's a lot of people think like you gotta be. I'm obviously you're, you gotta be educated, but it's not necessarily about like how much you know about finance. It's more yeah. of just like meeting with people, like developing relationships, and then being able to like 
get these people to trust you and be vulnerable with you and like yeah really understand like where their concerns are and then like if you have concerns about money obviously like that's a big concern yeah you feel as though somebody can help you with that and and relieve that type of like strain and thought like what what keeps you up at night like if i can if i can help you with that and like fix fix it and like make sure you're all right then you feel better about your yeah man that's literally all it is it's just building relationships and you meet like yeah man it is crazy like the more like the more experience i got i was just like dude some of these people like some of these like advisors are just like your average joe where they're just like so outgoing and like energetic like Mm -hmm. they just like bring out the best in people and i was kind of like the opposite i'm like what the fuck do you want from me i like i I never i like sometimes like because i'm good at reading people so i can tell if someone's like a dick or like you know a nice person so like with nice people you know i just be like I just, I'd always be like, people would be like, dude, you're too relaxed. And I'd be like, is that like a bad thing, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just here, man, you know? But it always fucked me up because I was like, I'm here, but like in two hours, I'm going to be telling dick jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, that always fucked me up. You know what I mean? I'm like, it wasn't even the, the process of like creating relationships. Yeah. I'm like, what if I create a relationship with this person and then they find out like who I really am? You know what I mean? Because no one's looking at me like, that kid's going to tell dick jokes later. <laughs> but like, that kid's fucking, that kid's going to play hide and seek by himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So when you bring up, like, the prudential thing, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I, I, there's got to be a way to kind of, like, differentiate, though, between the two. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm pretty I mean, fucked you know. up. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought about it a bunch, dude. Like, it's kept me up at night, man. But I don't know, man. I, I just, like, especially with everything going on now, with, like, big tech, dude, they censor everything, man. So it's, yeah. like, even if you say, like, the most minuscule thing, it's, like, you know, they'll dig deep and just be, like, you remember when you said this on Johnny Salami's podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of social media stuff, but there's definitely yeah. ways to make sure it's done mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, but. yeah, man, you have that fucking positive attitude that I need, dude. Like, <laughs> you're like, dude, there's a fucking way. Like, dude, there's no way. Yeah, you gotta figure yeah. it out. There's always a way. Yeah. But. All right, brother, man. It's been an hour, dude. I'm sure you have to go, but dude. This was awesome, man. It was great to... I'm sorry about the fucking creepy music in the background, dude. Dude, like halfway through, I was like, what the fuck is that, man? Like, you could tell how the mood changed, too, like afterwards. But, dude, honestly, man, I wish you the best, dude. I appreciate you for coming, man. I had a good time talking to you. You're a great guy, dude. Um, what's the name of the business again? CJD Performance. Okay, so I'll tag that in there, man. Sweet. Let the people know. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, man, I really appreciate you coming on, dude. And it was, it was great talking to you, man. Absolutely. Thank, yeah, thanks for having me, man.